Hey, it's Chris, the Supply Chain Doctor and host of Supply Chain is Boring. This is part two of a two-part interview I did with David Cox in 2019. First thing I learned 40 years ago was the only good right thing about forecasting is it's wrong. So yeah, exactly. It's, it's just I matter. mean, it you is. You try to limit yeah. the variance. That's, that's yep. interesting that you yep. said that. So Now, on the results, uh, are you allowed to talk about some of the results? Because that was a big, one of the big reasons that you guys won the award was, there, you know, some of the, the tangible results. Yeah, I, 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 um, I don't really necessarily have, um, I mean, it was, a, it was a great sales. When we first rolled it out, we actually ran out of product on the, on the tail end of the promotion. You know, we ran out at the DC. I'm not sure how much we actually ran out at, at individual restaurants, you know, you know, but it was extremely tight. So that tells you that it went extremely well. Um, you know, we started out with, uh, uh, I think, 1.2 million pounds of product for the promotion. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I, th I, I believe we're up almost 4 million pounds now that we do on an annual basis. And that's doing a 30-day promotion once a year as well as just the ongoing um, success of the of the sandwich. And so, you know, when you when you see um, our, you know, our everybody knows our advertising now, we have the meats yes. and, and uh, but now it's for sandwiches and what we're trying mm -hmm. to um, help the consumer understand that we're so much more than just roast beef and and, you know, things like brisket and gyro and authentic, you know, uh, gyro meat. Um, you know, it's part of that sandwich lineup and you just can't get it anywhere else. You know, sure. you can't get it um, at other fast food restaurants. And it is an impressive lineup. Just uh, David, a side note, as I was reviewing the application during the awards process, I got, you know, obviously I got Euro on my mind. So I had to go to the store, go to one of your stores and get a Euro sandwich. But ironically, I got there when I saw you had 17 or 20 different sandwiches, I ended up getting something that wasn't a Euro. So yeah, there's quite a selection. It's, it's pretty impressive. And it's interesting because because that's what we've promoted the last four or five years are unique proteins and exceptional proteins and and that's really been the success arby's has been really leading the industry in in same store sales the last five or six years which which you know is a huge improvement over where we were 10 years ago and and brought the brand back to life and it's been you know it's been a real um eye-opener for our consumer because even after four or five years of promoting all these sandwiches on a limited time only basis and then some of them actually landing on the on the menu permanently um, people still just think of us as roast beef or yeah. beef and cheddars and and you know so our core consumer you know might see an ad for a brisket sandwich or a gyro and then they come in and they still get a beef and cheddar you know yeah. and so nothing wrong with our beef and cheddar it's a great classic sure. sandwich but um we're trying to emphasize you know the variety that we have and of course that's trying to get people to come more often and try you know different sandwiches every time they come yeah and the commercials are catchy as well i sometimes i have them as an earworm in my in my mind <laughs> so on the uh, as part of the 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 application uh there was a, a video that talked about the equipment is that is that available for public consumption or is that uh, yeah it's, it, it's not um you know we have to you know we've got confidentiality with with the supplier and the technology is such that they don't really want it out there um but as i described earlier you know it is a i believe a 400 pound block of meat in each one of these machines and there's a little cutter that goes vertically up and down you know, as it's cooked to the right temperature and as it as it slowly turns, because the back side of the 
the cone is where the the heat is coming from where the flame is and then as it spins around to the front side the slicer runs up and down at the appropriate time uh, to slice off the uh, perfectly cooked uh, it's quite the concept because you walk into a room and there's 25 of these machines just going at mm -hmm. it you know and, the, and then of course the the slice drops down into a conveyor and then it gets packed and frozen and and sent off to our distribution centers okay well again congratulations uh, David to you and and your team at RCOP for uh, one for the submission and then obviously winning the award for sourcing excellence and it was you know I mean uh, aside from supply chain it was also uh, a great team effort across the entire brand I mean we had we had our company president involved we had marketing involved we had ops involved um, you know and just making the commitment to Kronos to be able to you know go out and purchase those machines and get them in and and build up enough inf inventory for that first promotion you know took a real commitment by the brand as well and I bet you that was you know speaking of inventory that's a that's an asset that can also be a liability so I imagine there was a lot of angst oh yeah and building yeah. up that much inventory without yep. a proven consumer right right so good for, good for you guys so David let's shift gears a little bit some you know our listeners often like to hear about not only successful projects but successful people but so uh, before we wrap can I can I ask you a few questions about kind of you and your career and how you got to where you are Sure. I know you'd mentioned uh, earlier you're from Chicago. Is that where you, you grew up? And yep, I grew up in in Chicago and and uh, ended up at Bradley University down in Peoria, Illinois. And, Go Braves! And uh, um, you know it was just the right right place for me. It's a great uh, little school and uh, with a focus on engineering, business, and nursing. At least it was back then. And yeah. And. Um, uh, loved every part of it, loved every bit of it, um, and and uh, graduated from there and moved back to Chicago for about five years and and worked in Chicago initially. And was your your first job in the food space or no? You or? know, um, I'm kind of getting old, and <laughs> and back in uh, the mid '80s um, or the early '80s, there really wasn't any. Um, I think maybe Michigan State had a supply chain degree, but that mm -hmm. was about it. Nobody had supply chain sure. degrees back then. And so when you, uh, when you in the 90s, when you got in the supply chain, uh, there were a lot of people from finance that ended up in supply chain. And that was my trek early on. I, I was working for an insurance brokerage company in downtown Chicago doing financial analysis. And, you know, and it was it was kind of cool, but. You know, it was the third Thursday of the month, and I had to do this report, and there was nothing behind the numbers, and and I just kept thinking, I am not going to do this for 40 years. So, um, uh, that's when I um, took a job with KFC down in Louisville, um, initially doing financial analysis, but with a clear understanding I would move into another facet of the business. Um, didn't really know or didn't really even at the time understand how you know it wasn't called supply chain back mm -hmm. then it was just purchasing I guess and and uh, so I initially moved over very in, in pretty short order I moved over to commodity analysis in the purchasing group no I take that back I moved into distribution and logistics for about a year so that was kind of cool I learned a lot there and then um, and then I moved over into commodity analysis and so I was I was buying the futures on on flour and oil and things like that for KFC and and that kind of propelled me into the supply chain side of things and and became a buyer and 
and uh, and then started you know getting recruited away at various points. Spent some time at Burger King, RSI Burger King, and which is another co-op, and uh, and you know ended up eventually at Darden Restaurants down in Orlando, and for about eight years and was uh, VP of, of commodity and, and headed up distribution logistics as well. And then uh, about 14 years ago, became president of, of RCOP. So I've been here 14 years, which is crazy, but uh, time flies. Now, how many people, I know you're a good, <clears throat> a good company in Atlanta, Sandy Springs specifically, how many people do you employ here? Yeah, I mean, RCOP itself, we just have 32. And so it's uh, pretty, it's a great team. Uh, pretty lean, um, but probably the appropriate size for what we do, um, you know, and for the size of chain that we are, um, you know, between Arby's and Inspire, I mean, there's, you know, I'm, I'm sure at some point we're going to be well over a thousand people um, once everything comes together here in Atlanta. That's great. As I get, and as a taxpayer of Sandy Springs, I appreciate that. So there you go. Now, Atlanta seems to have a a food concentration, a company concentration. Is that is there a reason for that, or is it just uh, something? Yeah, I, I, uh, I um, I'm not really sure why that is. Um, other than perhaps it's you know it's it kind of mirrors the the growth that Atlanta's seeing. You yeah, know, it's just yes. a good place to move companies to, and of course the airport's great, and and um, you know. Uh, aside from the traffic, if you can align your work life with your living sure. <laughs> location, that's one of the then keys. it's golden. <laughs> that's one of the keys. So it was interesting you said you know about back in the day, you know when we went to college, it was there wasn't a logistics or supply chain practice or concentration. No, so I, no. I, you said finance. I typically tell a lot of the younger people today that when I was in college, it, uh, supply chain or logistics was a chapter in a marketing book, and that was about the extent of it. So yeah, I, yeah, I didn't pretty think much about finance yeah. as well. Yeah. And, and I, you know, my degree was in business management administration. I worked for a bank in high school and college, you know, just various teller and other odd jobs. And, and so, you know, I just, I was always good with numbers and I ended up taking a job doing financial analysis. And, but, you know, I didn't even have, I mean, I wasn't an accountant or have my CPA and I'm like, okay, well, this isn't going to go very far. <laughs> so sure. I said, I got to, find something else. And it's, it's fun to me. It's fun. I enjoy all aspects of supply chain management. So speaking of, of jobs, David, um, you know, for anybody that's maybe headed to college or, or coming out of college and maybe has an interest in supply chain management, do you have any words of wisdom or recommendation on maybe what they should concentrate in or anything at all? Um, yeah, I would, I would just, first off, I would take a good hard look at the food service industry. I mean, there's, you know, we, um, I'm on the board of the NRA, which is the National Restaurant Association, not the other one, yeah. um, the uh, um, supply chain study group. And so what we do at every one of our conferences, we bring in students from, from various supply chain um, schools to expose them to the food service industry. Because when a lot of the folks that go in the supply chain, they're, they're thinking Amazon or Walmart mm -hmm. or, CPG, you know, that, that kind of stuff. And, and they don't really think about, you know, I mean, we're moving – just little old Arby's is moving 28 million boxes of food around every year, you know? And so there's a lot of moving parts. It's a fun industry to be in. Uh, it's forever changing. You know, you can't sit still. 
and of course supply chain is is never boring and um so you know i would just take a good hard look at at the food service industry as it relates to to supply chain because there's so much opportunity you know we're we're not leading edge when it comes to technology um in supply chain um and so there's there's plenty of opportunity to uh, make an impact uh, for sure and then uh the other thing that i i tell young people all the time is don't worry about title don't worry about money don't worry about any of that stuff just worry about garnering experience and don't be afraid to take uh lateral moves in fact encourage and and try to grab as many as your employer will let you do because at some point you're going to have a wealth of knowledge that's going to be very valuable to either them um, or somebody else and then at that point titles and money and whatnot will flow your way so super yeah, great that's great wisdom i guess just getting the experience across the supply chain because as you said supply chain is much more now than just production planning or purchasing or logistics yep. it's everything yeah it's yep. integrated well david thanks again for uh, for sharing with supply chain on radio today but as as we conclude uh you know should we expect anything from an application standpoint for the supply chain 2020 awards well, gosh, we've, you know, every year we put together a, a healthy list of objectives for the year. And, you know, we've got a lot of things going on this year. Uh, we're revisiting and strengthening our logistics program. So we're going to see where that ends up. We're finalizing um, our GS1-128 barcode strategy for the system. And so that'll, that'll be great. Uh, we're, in, you know, we've actually completed this. We've enhanced our our hedge programs, how we report it, how we, you know, what our strategy is around our hedge programs. Uh, we're transitioning our visibility platform, our system here next month. And so that's that's consuming a lot of time. Um, we just rolled out a new e-commerce platform for all of our small wares and equipment. Um, so it makes it a, kind of an Amazon kind of thing for our operators to just order those kinds of items on. Um, and then we're starting to craft and put together an insurance program um, for our franchisees um, that uh, both medical and liability and property as well. So uh, not sure where that's gonna all end up. You know, we'll be restricted in some cases due to law, but um, we're trying to put together a program, especially for the smaller operators that sure. maybe have a couple of stores and you know, don't have the leverage to um, in some of those areas. Thanks for listening and remember, Supply chain is boring.